We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome the program Caregiver Dave and Sandy. Dave, how are you? What's up, man? I'm doing great. Doing great. Enjoying the sunshine in Southern California. Oh, it's freezing in Pittsburgh as always. And you know, <laughs> it is what it is. And I am so excited about our guest today, Dave. But how, just really quickly, Dave, it's just like, can you believe how quick this year has gone? 2021 is almost gone. I can't believe it. It's amazing. I mean, just last year I was making New Year's resolutions. Now I got to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of New Year's resolutions, I mean, I don't know. There's just so much that's going to be excited about 2022, but I'm excited to welcome uh, again a just unbelievable artist, Tyler Ramsey. Tyler, thanks for stopping by. How are you, man? Oh, so happy to be here. Um, I'm great. I'm great. I'm, I could not be more excited about the new year. <laughs> and uh, this has been a great year for me. I'm, I'm, I know that, that everyone's had ups and downs. Um, I, I, I've had a blast this year, I got to say. That's great. And that's the thing is the ups and downs lose better than 2020, as everyone would say. So, Tyler, starting out growing up, was did you always want to be an artist growing up? You know, uh, you know what? Uh, I, um, I've always been artsy. Like, I've always, um, I've always been creative and I've always dabbled in stuff. But my, I was really kind of programmed to be a... Uh, kind of like a trader on wall street and um i mean really programmed for it. it's like I, I was thinking about when i was in sixth grade my i was picking stocks and everything um and my i ended up being it you know going all the way i got an internship on wall street and was offered a job when i graduated from college at um, bear stearns which is now jp morgan and um it was like this it was a killer gig and i turned it down that the day that i was offered the the job i turned it down because someone that morning took me on a um, a tour of the viacom building and and the viacom building had mtv and like nickelodeon and it was just seemed like such a better life tyler uh you probably saved your life by making that decision because you would have probably ended up in one wall wall street and we don't have uh, we don't have to tell you what happened there you know, every every thing one I world trade back, center is what i meant i'm sorry Oh my gosh, that's a completely different deal. <laughs> right? Who knows what would have happened? Who knows what would have happened? That? Oh my gosh, I didn't. Even, you know what? I've never even thought about that. Um, I've never made that connection. Yeah, that's where they're located. Point. Yeah, you're a great. A, point. a friend of mine made the same decision. He went to the Wharton Business School and prepared, and then he found out that uh, he was adopted and his whole life. So he ran to Hollywood and pursued his dream in acting. Otherwise, he would have been on. Uh, World Trade Center as well. After he, after he was adopted, after he found out he was adopted, fascinating. Yeah, he went home to get the attaboys and his mother said, uh, yeah, he's not your father. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, <clears throat> your story, your story is, is one I'm sure that's different than that. Yeah. Yeah, so you what, know, you, uh, what, what made you so intrigued by that? So, you know, you were going to go that route and thought, Okay, and now I just changed my mind. I'm going to shift this way. What intrigued you so much about that that experience? You know, I just had this moment where um, it really like the the at the time MTV was like the coolest thing in the world. It was the coolest thing ever when I was when I was shopping for work back then. Um, and I went to go visit their offices, and there were people. I mean, like I had just come from my spot where I was an intern. And I had the suit on and it was kind of, I, I was, it's a cool suit, but it was, I was just <laughs> kind of stuffy. It was hot outside. 
And um, I just remember walking in. It was such a breath of fresh air. The women were, were gorgeous. The, all the, um, the guys there had jeans and like ponytails and uh, earring. I don't know. It was just like, just seemed like everything was so cool. And um, I just had this moment where I realized that I was, I, you know, I was pretty confident I was going to, you know, make money doing whatever I chose. Yeah. And it just seemed, I, I thought, God, this seems like such a better lifestyle. This seems like so much better. So, I mean, obviously I made different turns and since then I'm a visual artist, um, but I was really into writing and uh, I spent like 10 years making reality television shows. Oh, so wow. that's what I did for a while. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really yeah. splashy shows. It's like um, one was called Fear Factor. Um, I used to work on all these music videos for MTV. Um I worked on our Britney Spears video. I'm very happy to see that she's free now. Oh, wow. um, she did not seem free when I was working on the video. She seemed like she was um, being held hostage when I was doing, I, yeah, I was doing an interview with conservative her. And conservator, the uh, documentary. And, oh my gosh. I just crazy. couldn't imagine. And, and they really, and even though Britney made tons of money, they made the money. And ultimately, Britney kind of stunted her career because, you know, she's not ready to go on tour in Vegas and all that stuff. She's ready yeah. to be one of the top pop singers. And they just yeah. basically put her in a way that's going to be the best for them to make the most money possible, not thinking of her career touring versus yeah. really branding herself to the level that yeah. she could have kept doing. Yeah. Yeah. Part so of me. I also feel, uh, I mean, I love discussing this, um, love discussing Britney, uh, but part of me <laughs> feels, who knows how, who knows, and maybe she was incredibly self-destructive. There's a, there's all, also a chance that she could have, you know, really hurt herself or, or destroyed her lives without, it. like, who knows what else went into it. I feel it's like her parents, like or her father at least hasn't gone on and Bastard, it's I think he's like held, held himself together with a bit of class. So who knows what the other side of the story is? But like, what a bizarre situation! Yeah. So I told my friend about your uh, artwork at the uh, Win, and she lives in Vegas. She was very excited that yeah. we're talking to you today. But it's how huge. did how did your Giant. style? I mean, I see what it is now. How did it start, and what did it evolve into? So I I. Um, my grand, I should say my grandfather is an artist. Um, he, uh, he, or, and he only ended up making any money with art. He, he always was like ran an ad firm. And, and then also he had a company where he made like glass. He was really successful with, uh, created a company that, like they made glass cases for department stores, but wow. he always thought of himself as an artist. And that really like rubbed off on me and I would watch him paint. And kind of like mess with all these oils and, and uh, um, you know, different like thinners and stuff. And I, I got to say, when I would watch a paint, I would just think, get after it. Like, stop <laughs> with the mixing and the stuff. Just get after it. So when I first started, I literally um, kind of went the opposite direction of all of that. And I just started finger painting. Like I, um, I <laughs> like my bread and butter for like 10 years was were paintings that were finger painting or um, really action art, like oriented, like where I, I would maybe throw paint at uh, a canvas or something. And so, but to answer your question, part of the reason that I kind of developed that style 
was in some ways out of um, rebellion. Patience. No, <laughs> no, it's like in some ways I didn't have the patience to sort of go through the process of art school, and I was I just felt like I was like I had so much in me I didn't want to slow down and take a beat, and so I really just kind of the first like the first painting that I made I think is like one of my favorites still. I feel I gotta say I really crushed it from the beginning. Did you do watercolors um, also? I love watercolors. Um, I do watercolors now, but I didn't do them. Uh, I didn't start out doing those. My grandfather, he loved watercolors, mm. though. He was so into those. Um, since, uh, I mean, I've been at this for a while, but since starting, I've, I've kind of like um, given myself and, and really even had instruction in kind of like very formal techniques. And um, I couldn't be happier with this, with the with the style that I have now, it really kind of fits me. I'm not, yeah, I like kind of smack, really loud, splashy stuff. And Tyler, again, you made another yeah. leap, right? I mean, you were working with MTV, doing all these different things, and you totally changed your creative. Was that a challenge oh, yeah. for you to just drop everything? I kind of remember the same thing I did. I walked away from professional wrestling at a younger age. I, I was only... I, I just said 1999 says I'm done. I'm, I'm out. I'm not going to go back. And I went to so I'm going to go back and become a teacher. So I did one of those strangest things. Now I'm back through entertainment again. Uh, so for you, like, was that, do you miss it at all? Is that a hard oh, thing? Oh yeah. There, I, I, I'll tell you what I miss more than anything is the camaraderie of a set. Like if you're making, especially reality television, I mean, it's like, uh, there's nothing like uh, a really exciting set uh, or a really exciting crew when you're doing reality television. If you're really kind of like getting the story, it's like fall. It's like it's like working on a giant animal documentary, and all the animals are doing stuff all the time. It's like <laughs> it's it really is um, fun, and it's like it was kind of an adrenaline rush. I mean, I love I loved it, but I also um didn't see it as my i just knew i felt like the ceiling wasn't something that i was interested in like the ceiling in that career wasn't something that i was like excited like you know it's like the next step for me was to run uh to be a showrunner that seemed really stressful um and i was i was really around that world because i was interested in writing and telling stories and you know when you're in los angeles and you shop scripts around it's it there's something really lame about it where it's like <laughs> the next thing you know um you're having a normal conversation with someone and not to be a douche about it but somehow you just find that you um are like that reminds me of the lead character in my uh script <laughs> i mean you you i find like that you kind of there's it best case scenario you show someone your script they're not going to, they, best case scenario, they're not going to get back to you for a couple of hours. Um, you know, if they read it that minute and all, I just needed so much more immediate like recognition. And so visual arts like made so much more sense for me. So the painting behind you looks kind of watercolorish. How do you go from making a watercolor type of uh, mural from a canvas, which is easy because yeah. you know you're doing it. But how do you transfer that to a to a uh, a wall, concrete? I mean, is it is it airbrush? Uh, obviously, you can't do a watercolor on concrete. Sure, sure. You know, um, in some okay, I suppose like um, 
you can you can obviously water down any any kind of paint to do what you want to and and i think that there are um you can get that attitude kind of get the wall nice and wet um and as long as you, i think that yeah let me be concise about this it's all about layers the, the what you're asking is about layers now you don't want everything dripping down but if you plan that if you plan everything beforehand um you can um, put those like, uh, you know, watery layers down first and then the heavier layers, as long as you put them on top, um, you can create whatever look you want. Um, I, I do know what you're talking about. It's like, there's certain things you can't do be, just because things run down when they're wet, but I don't know. I think with preparation, you can kind of achieve whatever look that you want. I think that's my answer. That's a whole new talent, a whole uh-huh. new art from going from the canvas to a mural uh-huh. on a wall. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, I think that, I think that murals and painting on walls and like, I think is like an incredibly exciting thing. And I love that ultimately a lot of it come, even though painting on walls is nothing new. I do like that. There's this like underground graffiti element to it. I, anytime I put like a bandana around my mouth as I'm (laughs) getting ready to paint, I feel like such a rebel, (laughs) even if I'm doing some kind of corporate gig. Um, it just makes you feel like a rebel, like like a bandito. I bet you uh, have a new appreciation for Leonardo da Vinci and all the uh, artists who who did you know paintings on the ceilings in the great cathedrals. Can you imagine? I mean, I, the what he um, had to do to paint that chapel is. I mean, it gives me a headache to think <laughs> about. It's like. I, I, I have no interest in painting on ceiling. That is not something I would be remotely interested in. Um, but I'll tell you what else is like, um, I, I'll be honest. I was just watching a, a Saturday Night Live sketch about how um, there's this Spanish or there's this Portuguese artist that just destroyed this statue of Ronaldo that was like a big commission. He just like came out with the goofiest looking version of Ronaldo for this like huge commission for it's like it was like for the you know for the main international airport and she just she flopped so hard and they were making fun of it on Saturday Night Live and I was I just thought I'm a, that's my biggest nightmare I'm like <laughs> the but the idea that Da Vinci or those guys probably just had you know probably the threat of death if they screwed things yeah. up and there's like Wow. What is it, Henry the Eighth? Like, I feel like he almost killed his. There's some guy that made a portrait right. of him, and he almost had him killed because um, <laughs> he made him look fat. He made him look real, basically. Um, now, that's a whole you, other some problem. of some of uh, the owners of Tyler's art are pretty famous people. Tell us about that, Tyler. Do I? I have seven very lucky things. I've been. I, I feel like I've got my art into like really great hands. Clint Eastwood, who is always like a hero of mine for my whole life. Like he's got. He had art uh, of mine, Bill Clinton, um, I got, uh, Samuel Jackson. You know, I, I feel like um, I was in this, like, the coolest circle for a little while where I was doing a lot of work for the United Nations. And at one point, it was like kind of a cool thing where they would um, commission a painting for me and then they would, they would um, give it to, like, like at the, it was like the head of South Korea at the time, at the time Ban Ki Moon, and um, that that just kind of caught on. This sort of big gifting thing kind of caught on. And it was like it's got my hand, art into, into the hands of some people that I think are just like terrific. 
Wow. Well, were you almost arrested uh, doing a painting with your uh, bandana over your mouth and stuff like that, thinking that you were tagging a wall? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've um, run from police before. Um, <laughs> I've run from, from police before. I'm, I'm really proud. I haven't been caught. I have, I have never been arrested um, making art. And um, there was even a part of me, it's part of me where I thought, I, I wouldn't say that I even ran that fast, but it was kind of nothing cooler than being, I'm like, part of me thinks I kind of won it on my rap sheet. Um, <laughs> and I'm sort of disappointed in the police. I've had, I've had other situations where I've had police pull up and ask me what I was doing. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, that's great. That's great. Cool. Keep going. And then they keep going. Um, but I, I am... I ended up commissioning over almost 200 different murals around the country wow. with, with different artists. At the time I was doing like, um, I was working on like a campaign against gun violence and uh, for, it was for um, Tom's shoes. They, they were the ones that funded it. And I got really into the whole street art world and really excited about it. And um, at one point I was even in like a fight where we were, where people were, um, battling over territory. I, this, uh, I should back down from this. It wasn't really a fight. There was one push, but I'm still. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, like, I gotta oh, say it's a, a fight. You gotta say it's a fight. A there goes your storytelling, Tyler. Yeah, see, you just pull out your story. So, when is there gonna be a documentary on your artwork when you're going out and doing murals? Is I'm talking come? to a professional wrestler about a, about a fight. So, I just gotta be real about this. So, yeah. like, uh, yeah, I love that that's in your background, by the way. I, oh, I'm right. the biggest fan of professional wrestling. The biggest fan. Um, I think it's the one of the most exciting things to be around. I I, I cannot tell you how much I envy that that's in your background. You know, um, uh, you never know if it'll come back, make a comeback. It's still not out of the question, so we'll have to. I mean, why are you? I mean, at the very least, announcing or uh, you. I I mean, I get the opportunity to interview celebrities of all walks of life and then wrestling and then I'm, I'm the sports category director for podcast magazine so i've done some pro wrestlers that podcasts but you're right it's going to come back it will it always yeah. stream. i want to act too i keep telling people and uh i know that your publicist is on with me right now and she, she i won't have her talk but i'll say that she's i've told her and i think she's heard me i said i want to act again so i want to yeah. act so I have an IMBD just because I donated uh, to the one uh, movie about Roberto Clemente with Jamie Onieto. Then Jamie ended up getting cool. uh, he uh, his his wife uh, Siobhan Stoddard ended up on uh, America's Got Talent and she was an Olympian and Jamie was paralyzed. I don't know if you know the story of Jamie, but that he, before that when he did the Roberto Clemente movie. So it's just interesting wow. these different things. And I met some of these people. I met Siobhan in LA when I was an event doing an event one time in LA. So it's just all goes for full circle. Who knows what comes next? Yeah. Now Tyler. Yeah. So one question I want to ask, and then we'll go right to Dave's question. Sure. Um, sure education right uh, looking at the arts how can we really show why the arts are so important in history the arts are so important in creativity and to not decrease the funding and see that it's so much more important we don't have to look at always math and reading and this is me a former teacher saying this we really have to look at what gifts and talents everyone has in education and really push them towards their their talent you know, I, I'm completely with you. I think that um, there's something, okay, so music is one, is, is basically, um, if you can learn music, you can uh, decode language. You can, um, it, a music is a way uh, of a child, um, once they learn a little bit of that, 
they it, it doesn't just teach them um, how to play this one instrument. It also teaches them math. It teaches them that like there's a code to doing certain things. And if you can crack certain codes, um, you can develop things that uh, that are maybe sometimes not even invented yet. Um, I think that um, art is is just that way. It'll it, once someone is trained to think um, different than they were currently thinking that they were even able to think about stuff. I think that it um, in an, like an exponentially uh, like large way, it it allows the person to sort of like crack codes that they wouldn't normally be able to crack. Okay. So to lose that, I think is like, we lose like, if, if you just think about it as, as a United States citizen, like we lose that advantage that we have over the rest of the world that we've always had. So it's like, in terms of like, just in terms of being competitive as a country, why would we ever lose like the few Bill Gates that are there? It's like, it's like, I think I'm convinced that all, um, whether it's like Steve Jobs, all of these like geniuses have got to have like art, like yeah. somewhere that they're dabbling with stuff and allows them to like think in a, not to take this apple, think big, like, um, or think different. Like it allows them to think different. And, um, you know, it's like, some kids can get to that with math. I personally think that um, art is like math in that it creates the ability for an individual to speak in a different language than they knew in their head before and is able to like grow their head. So it's like, why we would ever do away with that seems insane to me. That's so true. All right, Dave has his questions involves, involves caregiving. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, one last comment before I do that. Uh, graffiti. I can imagine how much money uh, governments spend to remove graffiti. Why don't they just commission people like you to do a mural? The, in gang uh, neighborhoods, does your murals ever get graffitied or, or do they take a pride in it, especially if maybe they're even a part of it? Nine times out of 10, they, nine times out of 10, um, unless you're tagging over someone's territory, you can be pretty confident that your stuff is going to be respected nine times out of 10. And that, like, I'm convinced most of the kind of just like scribble, when you see a kind of a nice mural and you see some scribble, that is usually some drunk that happened to, I don't know, like maybe, I don't even know where, (laughs) why they find the cans or something. Probably just a drunk found a spray can as he was walking. It is generally like, um, unless you're, unless you are, doing art in someone's gang territory and you're um which normally they will let you know if you're doing that i think it's most of the time everyone appreciates including like uh kind of like um vandalizing elements everyone appreciates something that's like looks nice in a neighborhood people are generally respectful of it but governments and police uh, um covering stuff up that's a whole different deal i think that there's there's a group called Beautify Earth, beautifyearth.org, I believe. Their whole mission is they just want to cover up blight. Like, and I think that's like the, the, the best mission statement. All they want to do is just cover up like crappy looking walls. And I think that um, more and more people are appreciating how much uh, like a nice mural adds to a neighborhood. Exactly. I think we're just getting started in that. All right. My question here, I'm a caregiver. My wife had a stroke 25 years ago when I was relatively younger than I am now, but she reinvented herself. You know, it was a grief period, of course, 
but now she is amazing. She makes us normal people look like whiners and complainers. She's wow. like a one-armed, uh, one leg with duct tape over her mouth, uh, right. Martha Stewart, Wonder Woman. And so my mission now is to go around helping caregivers to survive because it's a tough job. I made a lot of mistakes. I want to teach people not to make the same mistakes I did. I created caregiverdave.com. They've got a movie okay. that they're making about my life uh, that wow. you know, um, as we speak. And so I just want to ask you a question. Do you um, ever think about one day you may have to care for those loved ones of yours who get elderly and, and need the care and, and um, you know, maybe uh, think about long-term care insurance to help them out and help you out? Well, I should say that I, my, my father recently passed away and he was um, oh, sorry to hear that. handicapped and he, uh, he, he um, when I was a child, he shot himself in the head. with his Oh my. Oh. And so he had tremendous, tremendous side effects. And uh, I'm very familiar with it. And my stepdad is going through something now. I, I'm very familiar with how difficult it is for caregivers. Um, do I ever think about that? All the time, all the time. You've and, lived and it. I, it sounds like you've lived it, Tyler. Yes. It's a, yeah. I couldn't be more of a relevant conversation. I'm very aware of this. Um, I think that there, um, anything that I will say this, anything that, uh, like society, any, anything we could do to support caregivers. I hope that we do it. I mean, I, 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 I would want to be a part of, I, I'm, I'm going to look at, look up everything you're talking about. I would love nothing more to, than to be part of helping that, um, helping out. Because I think it's 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 one of the most. It can be brutally exhausting. It can be really quite rewarding, but can also. Um, it, I think it could, it also has a potential to drain a vibrant person to to zero. Exactly. Um, yeah. Unless everyone involved, everyone in the world is kind of like looking out. It's like <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then the thing is, Tyler, that the fact is that you know with COVID and all what's going on, many people are being more caregiving of caregiving with kids and it's become more and more a factor of just being stuck at home and not able to yeah. much and all those things. And then many people that are by themselves and then other people are caregiving by making those phone calls. Now, where can people purchase your art, Tyler? Where's the best place we can go? Uh, you know, um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, Instagram, Ramsey art. And I'll also have a site, ramseyarts.com. Um, and I feel like, uh, the thing that I respond to the fastest is Instagram. Um, but I've got a quick question. Like how could so like what, it, what is available to do to just like help out caregivers in general? Like I'm that's like, why I keep telling you, Dave, Dave needs to make this, um, uh, a, a, you know, Dave has, he could have a speaking and Dave could, and this is a great point Tyler made, make it a foundation a 501. Yeah. And, and I also have my own uh, syndicated radio show and caregiver show. We're number one on uh, Feedspot and other uh, sites. So, you know, that's on my website, caregiverdave.com, lots of resources. Anybody struggling, you know, it's a free membership site, go and join. And there's lots of resources to help you right. not just survive caregiving, but to thrive. But Dave, that's- Sometimes caregivers don't even know how to ask for help. Like, yeah, they, exactly. They like, I or just if you're like, hey, me. can I help? They wouldn't even know what to, what to ask you to do. Get celebrities involved- Get the foundation, Dave, yeah. and 
as the nonprofit 5013C. That's my, I guess, my Brilliant. advice for going into 2022. Tyler, you're amazing. Dave, always a pleasure. And thank you again, Behind the Glass, Lauren. I appreciate yeah. you guys and take care. And that was the Caregiver Dave celebrity segment. Take care, guys.